You're listening to episode 70 of the ESL Teaching Podcast. There are two types of teachers. Those who close their computer for the summer and only open it to begin checking their work email a week or so before the school starts. And there are teachers who combine their fun activities and relaxation with learning and catching up on professional development during the summer. If you are in the latter category, stick with me. I know how important it is to take some time to disconnect, and I sincerely hope you can do that. And I also know how fantastic your brain activity becomes after you've had an opportunity to reclaim some headspace. That is why this summer, I'm excited to share with you short and actionable podcast episodes, 10 minutes or so, that will get your juices flowing and will get you excited about the coming school year. From lesson planning to teaching newcomers and mixed proficiency level classes to helping your higher level ELs who are ready to exit the program, all of this is on tap for the summer mini PD on the ESL teaching podcast and then some. And our first series is all about lesson planning. Let's kick it off with the three mistakes you can make when planning for ESL beginners and ways to transform your lesson planning rut into productive machine. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the ESL teaching podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grossless, otherwise known as Simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. Hello, hello, everyone. I recently shared a podcast survey with my dear listeners, and it was truly interesting to learn that many teachers would like more information about lesson planning, and what better time to focus on that a little bit more in depth than the summer month, right? So today's episode is meant to help you identify three main mistakes that many of us, myself included, have made or are making that suck our time and life energy away. Before I dive in, I want to see if you can imagine the following conversation, quote unquote, and if it sounds familiar to you. So let's say you're at a new school, or maybe there has been some reorganization to your school or program, and your principal says, well, you're the expert in ELL, so I would like you to make it happen, whatever that means, make it happen, you know, maybe bringing your students up to standards or helping them achieve uh, goals in their regular education classroom or whatever that means, right? Then he goes on, he or she goes on to say, your job is to support them. We don't have a curriculum. Again, make it happen. You smile, of course, you say yes, and then you think to yourself, where do I even begin planning? What do I teach? How long do I stick with a topic or skill or language domain before moving forward? And oh gosh, how do I know they're learning? So the truth is many ESL teachers struggle with planning their lessons for English learners, especially if you have newcomers, beginners, that is a tough place to be. And the problem becomes a bit more complicated if you are newer or if you have any, no newcomer, newcomer curriculum. So that's when the mistakes begin to set in and 
I wanted to share three that I have identified and I wanted to help you tackle them right at the root. So the first mistake is time mismanagement. This is a topic in and of itself, but let's just focus it on lesson planning. We always say this, I don't have time. And it may be true sometimes, but I would like to pause here for a moment. I want to see what our mindset is regarding time in general. The truth is, we all have the same amount, the same 24 hours of time during every day. How can we make it work? Lesson planning is part of our job as teachers, and in many schools, teachers have built-in planning time. As an ESL teacher, however, especially if you're traveling between schools, you may not have that luxury, or at least not the amount of time allotted to others. But it is very important to pause and take inventory of what we do with the time that we do have. My students always say they didn't have time to do the work, but as I watch them pull out their phones and scroll through TikTok during class time that was specifically devoted to completing that urgent project, then I point it out and then we have a conversation. What do we choose to do? I've had to have this conversation with myself too. So if I sound like I'm preaching, please know that I'm no saint over here. And my goal is solely to bring awareness to this time issue. Now, when you take inventory of where your time goes, you gain a lot of clarity. Only then we can move into the other steps. For example, only then you can dedicate specific time to plan your lessons. Uh, then you can decide if you're going to do it during school hours or after. And then you can make a conscious decision to stick to that time. It might seem like a hard thing to do, especially if you feel drained. But you know what feels even more draining? having no clue what you're going to teach the next day, week, or even month. Some teachers plan a whole unit ahead of time. Some teachers dedicate a certain time during the day to plan their lessons. And others pick a day of the week, for example, Friday, that they plan for the next week so they can have the weekend to themselves. Time is an even more specific topic for ESL teachers because we tend to work in many places with multiple levels. I talk a lot more about this in my lesson planning masterclass, where I share some tips on how you can get organized with the time to plan your lessons. Mistake number two is you don't have a clear goal. It is hard to have a goal when you don't have a curriculum or when you're supposed to help your English learners with a subject area, or if you collaborate, but the model is unclear who does what. So um, I totally understand how difficult it might be to sit down and come up with a goal. But when you take the time to look through the screening or testing data and through the student's academic history, um, this information will immediately shed light on what you and your students should strive for. Having a goal also helps you take the students on the journey to their destination of learning English instead of shooting around aimlessly, right? For example, a newcomer's overall goal is to learn the basics of English. That's the overall goal as simple as that. 
but it is a little bit vague. What are the basics of English? Where do we even start? If you haven't grabbed my newcomer checklist, newcomer teaching checklist, uh, it is a document where I outline all of the topics that should be covered in that first year for the newcomer. You can go to my website, simplyyava.com and grab it. It's totally free and it will be the first step for you to start zeroing in on those lessons and on those goals. Now, when getting ready to plan, think about it this way and ask yourself these questions. What am I teaching in this lesson? That is, what is my topic? And again, grab the newcomer teaching checklist if you have newcomers. Why am I teaching this? I find that the question why is so important because if you know why you're teaching it, the students know why they're learning and then the whole process becomes much easier. What will the students be able to do by the end of the lesson or unit? And how will I know that the students have learned what I taught them? These questions will allow you to zero in on your objective for the lesson and it will become so much easier to put it in practice. They also meet the criteria of a good lesson objective in general, and that is to be specific, what is my topic, measurable, what will the students know by the end, and student-centered, how will both they and I know that learning happened. I already mentioned my lesson planning masterclass earlier and goal setting, the anatomy of a lesson objective is what we talk about in greater detail there as well. And finally, mistake number three, it is the thought that I have to know it all to plan. The thing is, lesson planning is a self-adjusting process. You don't have to know all the things all the time to be able to create a nicely structured lesson plan. Even more, you don't need to teach your EL students everything all at once. It would be overwhelming, not only for you, but also for them. All you have to do is to know the next step, the next topic, and figure out the goal for that. When you slow down, adjust your mindset, and seriously decide to map out your first month of lessons, you can then do so for the next month and the next and the next until you have a full year's worth of lessons. And knowing comes in doing. Once you take that first step, it will self-correct and you will be able to move forward. And again, that is exactly what I teach you inside my lesson planning masterclass, which is perfect for ESL teachers who are looking to finally take the lesson planning into their own hands. Uh, you will learn step-by-step -step how to successfully plan your first month of teaching ESL beginners, newcomers. The masterclass is pre-recorded, so you can watch it on your own time and rewatch it as many times as you need. And even more, you get a certificate for two hours of your time spent on professional development. And as a bonus, one of the bonuses is the year-long scope and sequence for your newcomers. To learn more and sign up, go to simplyyeva.com forward slash masterclass. I could talk about lesson planning for hours because there's literally that much information and discussions we could have about it, but I am stopping for now because I want you to take a moment and think about what your lesson planning looks like. What are some of the things in your teaching situation that you can tweak or improve or implement. I would love to hear from you about this. As always, you can message me on Instagram or send me an email with your thoughts. 
Next week, I will be talking about language and content objectives, which is a topic of great importance in the EL lesson planning world. Make sure you have your podcast notifications on because you won't want to miss this. And again, don't forget to sign up for the lesson planning masterclass. It will save you so much time and will give you the structure for a repeatable process for lesson planning. Go to simplyyeva.com forward slash masterclass. That's S-I-M-P-L-Y-I-E-V-A.com forward slash masterclass. Thanks for listening and until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to do two things. First, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And second, leave a positive review wherever you listen, on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform. Positive reviews will improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. And of course, there's a third thing. If you aren't following me on social media yet, come join me on Instagram at SimplyYevaESL, Facebook, SimplyYeva, or connect with me on my website, SimplyYeva.com. Thanks again, and until next time.